home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke, Burns and Gambo, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. All right, final hour of the show. Cliff Kingsbury is going to join us in about a half hour for his weekly exclusive one-on-one with the Wolf and Luke show. But right now, Wolf, we got some Big Red Crosstalk, and we have Dave Burns joining us. We are out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Uh, Burnsy is back at the Ak Chin Community Studios. Burnsy, um, another home game, another loss. This one was was close. This one feels like a missed opportunity. Where do you want to start? I'm 0 for, uh, 0 for 3 when it comes to the cross. Talk. I'm a loser baby, so why don't you kill me? <laughs> oh, man. I feel like quoting Beck. Right and they now. play, I mean, just, I'm assuming you know this, but it, this is back and forth all year. Home, road, home, road for a while. So <laughs> you may not get a win until November. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm looking forward to being here after every single home game if this is how it's going to be. At least your co host doesn't get every win. I'm sure that's not irritating. No, no, not at all. No, not one bit. It's so easy for him to come in and talk about it. Yeah, if they don't beat the Saints, it's going to be, what, 361 days yeah. between home? wins. Jeez, that's... That's uh, incredible. It is. It's, we're talking about a full calendar year here, yeah. Wolf. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 just too long, and, and not that there was a huge expectation of beating the Eagles, but boy, there was a chance yesterday once the Cardinals got over their first quarter doldrums again, and, and I I'm, I I know everyone's focused on the end of the game, and, and I'm sure we'll, we will. We're going to talk about that here in a couple minutes. God, you got to focus on the beginning again. Down 14 nothing. You're pushing a boulder up a mountain at that point, just trying to get back into the game. Were there things that could have been done better at the end? Yeah, but if you don't fall behind 14-0 early in the second quarter, you're not constantly chasing that game the way you were chasing it. And I, I just think it's, at some point, if we're going to say what happened yesterday and we're going to blame what happened on, on somebody or something or anything like that, I, I, you got to talk about how it began more than how it ended. Because that, that's it's, it's, if it doesn't get fixed... They're going to be in those situations more often than not, and they're just not going to be able to get out of it more often than not. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's frustrating for so many different reasons, Bernsey, but I, I think one of the things that really stood out to me watching that game yesterday, and I mentioned this during the game, is Jalen Hurts was drafted a year and 52 picks later than Kyler Murray, and it looks like, at least for now, he has passed him. And Jalen Hurts is having like a borderline MVP caliber season, so it's not a shot at him. But to see that firsthand, Philadelphia basically running the offense the Cardinals are trying to run, running it much better than they are right now, and Jalen Hurts seeming to be ahead of the quarterback you took number one overall, that just added to it for me yesterday. Yeah, and, and that was, there were times where it appeared that offense was the exact version of everything the Cardinals wanted their offense to be. Uh, and, and it's it's yep. certainly more whole and more intact than the Cardinals offense is, you know, with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard and offensive line. It's banged up, but but it's still awfully, awfully good. But yeah, they're they're able to, it's, it's the, the wide receiver bubble screen looks so much better with the Eagles than it does with the Cardinals. Why yes. Why is that, right? Yes. What, what does that play? You look at that and go, wow, that play really makes sense. It's awesome. That was run to perfection. And when the Cardinals do it, it feels like it goes for a yard or two or negative two yards. It, it, they, they, they've got a mastery of their offense and a, and a willingness to play it that the Cardinals just for whatever reason have not found this year. Maybe all of that changes in 10 days when they get DeAndre Hopkins back for the Saints game. But for now... 
There's no question that that's that's a version of the offense the Cardinals should look at and go, yeah, that's what we want to do, just like that. How do we do it like that? And that the Eagles did it for a big chunk of that first half. I don't know, David. I've been angry all morning. Can I just tell you that right <laughs> he now? He has been it's, angry all morning. I just sorry, get Wolf. a bad, no, yeah, foul no. mood in I it. I apologize for it. I really do. It's just the opportunity was there. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, honestly, going into this season, knowing D-Hop and the impact D-Hop has on the offense, I said, Man, if you could get to three and three coming out of those six games somehow, some way, be three and three, I'll take that and run all day. Well, here they are. The Cardinals are sitting here where if they go up to Seattle, a place they've played well at, and they win a game up there, now all of a sudden they're going to be three and three, but it doesn't. Doesn't feel. <laughs> it doesn't not, feel like that. You're not getting any joy out of that. You're not. I'm no. not getting any well, joy. Because, I'm not sated. Yeah, it's, it's because it, it was a winnable game that you didn't win. You know, I mean, it was a game that. You, you, the, the Cardinals right now, they beat the Eagles at home no matter how they do it. One, you've ended that god-awful home losing streak. And number two, you just beat the, quote, best team in football, close quote. And with that comes a lot of confidence and a lot of inspiration and a lot of belief and a lot of sense that, hey, you know, they did it without D-Hop. And look at, at the, the, the defense was great until the final drive and Kyler and the offense figured it out. We were, it felt like we were all this close to that kind of alternate reality. And then we had it swiped. So now we have to fall back to our reality reality, which is okay, beat Seattle, you're 3-3. Three and three. It's not as much fun, right? I mean, it's not as much, we're not getting any pleasure out of it. I, I the, the way that game ended yesterday, I can see and, and not just, and I heard you say this Wolf, and you were spot on, not just because of the slide, and not just because of the spike, and not just because of the missed field goal. 17 plays, 70 yeah. yards, 8 minute drive, yeah. and just, they just bled it to death that third and 12 to Dallas Goddard I thought that for all the talk of the spike and the slide and the missed field goal that third and 12 to Dallas Goddard might have been the biggest play of the game that, that might have been the moment where oh man because they you, I, you, I would say maybe even Jalen Thompson's injury too because because you had to burn the timeout by rule well I mean if we're going to play that game the Zach, <laughs> the Zach Ertz overthrow right no. I mean oh he was wide open the the Kelvin Beecham false start, the Hollywood Brown, and you know, Hollywood Brown giveth, Hollywood Brown taketh away. That that's some of what we heard about him in Baltimore. Some of what we saw in Baltimore. Sometimes those drops, and I mean that ball hit him square. And would he have made it? I don't know. But he had all the momentum yeah. in the world. He, he might have. He might have. And so little things like that. It was so right there for the Cardinals to win it. They didn't. That Hollywood Brown play, and I'm not picking on him because he's been good. But you're you're so right there, Bernsey, because if he makes that play, not only does he potentially just break it for a huge touchdown, either way it's a big play, and this team just hasn't had a lot of exciting plays other than Kyler Murray in the second half against the Raiders. And I mean going back to like last December, we were talking earlier, last year it felt like this team was dangerous and you didn't really know how far they could go. This year it just kind of feels like their ceiling is kind of what they are right now. They're not terrible, they're not great, they're just kind of here. You know, and I I hear you. And yet, at the same time, I, I just have this feeling that the minute DeAndre Hopkins comes back, we're going to have to reassess everything. And, and maybe that's just me looking for the optimism and hoping things are going to be different. I, I I just have a feeling that when he's there, it's going to change the equation. He, well, he is he, not just you, because obviously the team's thinking that way. Yeah, too. And, and they, you know, Steve Kime to a man, he said it to us on Friday. Um, as Cliff Kingsbury, I was in the post game 
you know press conference and and he, he nobody wants to come out and say it but I think you can see there's this belief there that yeah we're just trying to we're just trying to keep our heads above water until we can get DeAndre Hopkins and you can you can hear it in their words and I I, I imagine that's kind of what they're feeling just survive until he's back yeah you know for me I was hoping that we're going to find a different way to move the ball us the ball and and score the football I was hoping that we're going to find a different way to do it without D hop and now apparently it looks like well not really yeah you know, they're they are what they are without DeAndre Hopkins and they're going to have to figure it out going forward yeah and I'll say well I know we're you're late for break I'll just say this as you, nobody wants to blame the kid nobody wants to blame the newcomer 43 yard kick you gotta make it you gotta yeah. make it I mean, it's yeah. just that's just a kick that it's not sixty three, it's not fifty three, it's forty three. Got to make the kick. They Gotta didn't do him any favors either on the TV no. broadcast, showing a montage of him missing <laughs> that kick in uh, in no. pregame warmups over and over. <laughs> no, again. they no, they didn't. But that's that's a kick that NFL kickers should make. Everything went yep. wrong before it, but that's a kick that kickers have to make in this league. Look at Dave Burns, the ultimate driver wolf. Yes. He, it's not even his show, and he's like, I know you got to get to break. That's, that's right. I wish every guest was that's, like this. Burnsy, thanks a lot, man. We'll be listening to it too. It's like an alarm goes off in my head. Guys. After about ten and a half minutes, I just thank you, David Charles. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks. It's Dave Burns joining us right there for some uh, big red cross talk. Of course, listen to Burns and Gambo from two to six right here on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station. Just announced, Dead and Company will be heading to Ak Chin Pavilion May twenty third for their last tour. Tickets go on sale this Friday at ten a.m. But you can win a pair now by visiting ArizonaSports dot com. We come back. The Cardinals defense continues to over deliver. Is this sustainable, or are they missing out? on some pretty good opportunities. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, thanks to Dave Burns for joining us for some Big Red Cross Talk. Last segment, Wolf, he sounded about as frustrated as, uh, as we are. And uh, I can tell you the guy talking in the other room right now as we're out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center is uh, probably pretty frustrated as well. He's going to join us, actually, in about 10-ish minutes. Cliff Kingsbury is uh, who I'm referring to. He's talking to the media, but we'll get the exclusive one-on-one that we get every Big Red Monday here. In about 10 minutes, he's going to join us. The positive from that game yesterday or from really the first five games this season, Wolf. If you're looking for positives, and we really have not talked about them much on the show today, I admit. The positives are you have every chance to still be 3-3 three and three if you win next week <laughs> yes. with DeAndre Hopkins coming back next Thursday. That's a very real possibility. And I, and I will say this. I know we're going to talk about this more as the week goes on. The home field advantage that they have not had, apparently, for like a year. or And I'm not saying this is a fan thing. I'm saying they just can't seem to cash in on it. If you're ever going to have it, it's a short week when you're hosting a Thursday night game, right? I mean, yeah. that is such a disruptive right. routine for the road team. Maybe they can turn things around when DeAndre Hopkins comes back next Thursday, whatever. Uh, but the other positive has been the defense. For the last four games, they are giving up 19.75 points a game. And they've played three pretty good offenses in those four games. Yeah, you know, the the defense, um, once again, it has not been perfect. I do nitpick at them. But when you talk about the defense and how they have played ever since the first six quarters of this season, where they got smoked by the Kansas City Chiefs and smoked in the first half by the Los 
Vegas Raiders giving up 20 points in that. I mean, since that, from the second half of the Raiders game on, they have got incrementally better the whole time. Baby steps, yes. Are they perfect? Not by any stretch of the imagination. But I got to tell you right now, based on what my expectations were, looking at all these young guys that were still developing, and I'm not just talking about Zayvon Collins. I'm not talking about Isaiah Sims. I'm talking about guys that are going into year four as well. Because year four, that's where you're really going to start peaking as a veteran guy. Maybe not as a guy who's a perennial pro bowler. A lot of those guys happen right out of the chute. Their rookie years or their second year, somebody who is that good where they start getting voted into Pro Bowls your second year. But third, third year, fourth year, a lot of the time, this is going to be a starter. This is going to be a good starter. And they've got those types of guys that are developing like Zach Allen. I would point to him and say that's the classic example. Byron Murphy is better this year than he's been in any three years prior. Yep. He's better this year. Watching him, he's still developing and growing as a true shutdown corner. So, once again, the defense, very, very encouraged, yet at the same time, it makes me think of the offense, which is very discouraging. Another uh, another sack for Zach Allen, two more tackles for a loss, another pass defense, which again, playing his position means you're basically knocking the ball down at the line of scrimmage. You mentioned Byron Murphy. It's not just the stats, although he had nine tackles, seven solo yesterday, a half sack, three tackles for a loss, pass defense. Uh, but it, he's he passes the eye test, Byron Murphy does. And Isaiah Simmons played 92% of the snaps yesterday and led the team with 13 tackles, eight of them solo. So it's not hard to find positives, but we're past the point of moral victories, too. And this almost feels like two different teams right now. That's the weird part about it. Yeah, We expected coming into the season, boy, the offense sure should be good because it was last year. So it should be good. Can the defense do enough to to give the offense the room it needs to win games? And it's been the exact opposite. The defense has to keep picking the offense up. And to credit the defense, they are doing it. They probably shouldn't have even been in that game yesterday if you're not going to move the ball against the Eagles because they're going to tend to score 30-plus points. But the defense is a clear positive. The question is... Can they keep this up? Yeah, they've played good teams. It's not like the the, co- the competition hasn't been good, and we got to see what they can do against good teams. They've played the defending Super Bowl champs and the only undefeated team in the league, and they've held them each to twenty points. Yeah, which again, uh, when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles coming into this game, did you know they were number four in scoring offense? Only and knew because we looked last week. That's the only reason I knew. <laughs> number four in scoring offense in the National Football League, man, coming into this game, and you watch them on tape. You didn't need to know that, you watch them on tape. They can run the ball, they can throw the ball, and they use the power play action to throw the ball from time to time. A little bit more than what we actually see the Arizona Cardinals do, but for the most part, and this is something I want to ask Cliff, but this offense from the Eagles, this is the Arizona Cardinals offense. It looks like the Arizona Cardinals offense. Very interested to see what might happen as the season unfolds. And if especially teams within their division lead the charge and start getting their tendencies down as to what they like to do from shotgun out of 11 personnel. Yeah, I'm definitely watching Philadelphia, like you said, late in the season. Arizona Sports. Breaking news. All right, what do we got? All right, guys, we've got Wesley's out for the season. 
Antoine Wesley wow. is out for the season. Tweezy. Okay. All right. I think well. that'll change your conversation with Cliff coming up here. Yeah, it won't make it any happier. But yes, that's true. Thank, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank Lord. You, um, I don't remember what I was going to say, but it's been overshadowed by that. And Cliff's going to come in here shortly. So we're going to go to break right now. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Cliff Kingsbury next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, ninety eight seven FM, Arizona Sports Station. Your home for everything Cardinals. Everything Cardinals. Ninety eight seven FM, Arizona's Sports Station. In the red zone with Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Presented by Earnhardt Hyundai and Ford dealers. No bowl since nineteen fifty one. Welcome back to the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. It is Wolf and Luke, and we are joined, as we are every Big Red Monday, by Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, coach, thanks for the time. I'm going to start positive here, and I'm just going to – I know there's no moral victories at this point, but you did just play the only undefeated team in football close. We'll get into the ending here in a second, but do you take anything away from what your defense has done now the last four weeks? I've been really impressed. Um, you turn on that table, you watch it as a, a layperson, and you, you can't help but notice just – how fast our bodies are, are moving out there. I mean, we're flying around, playing with great intensity, great physicality, um, just great effort across the board on defense. And, and then the second half adjustments have been tremendous by our defensive coaching staff, Vance Joseph and, and that group, uh, to come out in, in all four of those games and really um, you know, shut teams down in the second half. You can't say enough about them. You know, I've been in a foul mood all morning, Cliff. All right? <laughs> just telling you right now, angry because of the opportunity that was missed right there. Um, what did you say to the guys after the game, Cliff. Yeah, it's just kind of what you said. I mean, I didn't have to say much. Buddha um, had some really uh, good words. You know, he's an emotional player, passionate player, and uh, he kind of took the floor and, and uh, said what was on his heart, and that's really all that, that needed to be said, but um, we know where we have to get better. It's, it's not physicality, it's not effort, it's, it's taking pride in the details, and that shows up um, in the losses we've had, and even the wins, getting ourselves behind in these games and coming from behind. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not sustainable in this league, and and we understand that, and it's time to uh, time to change it. How how similar is that offense that Philadelphia is running to what you guys tend to run? Um, there's some components that that are, are similar. Um, you know, I think Jalen, like I said, I think the decision making of when to throw it, when to tuck it, and, and use his legs, he, he's elite at that, and he's a big physical player and, and runs downhill and. and um, you know, just makes plays when, when, when they have to be made. I, I can't stand up good things about him and how he handled himself and has so far this year. You know, just watching him on tape, it was amazing to me how similar their offense is. Did Nick Sirianni, did you have a conversation with him at all? Do you know him, Cliff? I, I don't, not well, but, um, you know, seems like a sharp guy. I have a lot of respect for what he's done there. And uh, I think... Anytime a coach can come in and, and uh, build an offense around a player and, and play to his strengths and, and uh, do things that he does well and, and find ways to be successful with the, the skill group they have, that's a credit to them and their coaching staff, and they, they've really nailed it um, with what they got going right now. Talking to Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury, okay, the, the last drive of this game, I want to start with the Jalen Thompson play because that and that, that part is just bad luck, but I mean, how much did that, that offset what you were able to do in the final two minutes? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it it did too much. You know, I think that's kind of a um, interesting rule that the clock can be stopped on a 
incomplete pass and you still get a timeout charge to um, the, the team that is playing defense, but that's for another discussion. Um, but no, we had plenty of time. I thought we were really efficient going down the field, you know, had some, some shots that, that we didn't connect on that um, I thought we could have, but there at the end, it just, uh, you know, ran out of time on us, unfortunately. But we, you know, a minute 45 in this league with the talent we have, there was plenty of time to go in there and get it done. With Kyler in the slide, is there anything mechanically you would clean up, Cliff? Anything that you can learn from and actually move on from this point? It just seemed like a, a weird series of events and unfortunate events. But is there anything you could clean up on this? Yeah, I think just situationally, understand the situation. If you got to go, go ahead first in, in that um, situation to get it, go ahead first. Um, and then, you know, on the sideline when it's that close and you're yelling clock, 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 and you think he's got it, and all of a sudden they walk it back, you're kind of past the point of no return, and uh, we had to live with it at that point. But right. um, after discussing it, you know, if it was third down, I'm not sure we would have done much different at that point if we would have known that you know maybe slow clocked it and, and took in some more time if it was first down obviously you, you have a chance to take a shot but a lot can happen on that third down and the clock runs out you get tackled in bounds any of those things so it was right on the, the the border there yeah sort of along those lines not to throw anybody under the bus but at the at the end of all of that you guys weren't playing for the field goal but to have a 43 yard attempt all things considered that's not that bad yeah I mean that, that's a, a kick that you want to be able to make and um, it's unfortunate we didn't and um, it's tough for, for a new guy coming in and new holder all those things you know that's that's part of the game you, you don't want to put it on one play and, and that's what we talked about as a team as well there were plenty of plays to be made it, it didn't just come down to that kick once again got down 14-0 and um, just got to stop putting ourselves in those holes so what part of this offense do you think needs to be fixed Cliff yeah I just think uh, consistency early I mean that, that's been it I think we're second in the league and scoring in the second half something like that so it's it's uh, a deal where we had this feel out period for whatever in the first I don't know 20 minutes and, and then it's like, alright here we go and, and you can't do that in this league you, you get behind um, like that and you're not dictating the terms anymore And uh, so more than anything just um, the focus and, and uh, execution early on in the games. Talking to Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, coach it seemed this way at least from the outside it, it seemed like this loss kind of hit guys a little bit differently did you notice a, a different I know you said Buddha addressed the team afterwards. Yeah there's no doubt I, I think when you play um, that hard and you know it's a really good team and um, you know it's that type of an electric kind of adverse atmosphere in your own building and there's a lot that goes into it that that, that we wanted to win that game um, and didn't get it done in, in that fashion it, it definitely stings but um, we faced a lot of adversity so far this season and, and we got to learn from it grow from it and hopefully it pays off down the road you know what's amazing about it is you look at your offense and you could be discouraged because the offense hasn't performed the way that it did last year especially the first 12 weeks of the season then you look at the defense, and the defense seems to be overachieving right now. So overall, Cliff, are you encouraged or discouraged at 2-3? and three? I've been very encouraged with uh, the team overall um, since training camp. I, I, like I said, the, the effort and physicality has been outstanding, and those are things you can't coach. The other stuff's correctable, and I, I think uh, offensively it, it's going to come. We don't have a lot of time on task and, and uh, didn't play much in the preseason training camp, and we've gotten better. Uh, I think you add another piece in there we get a chance to, to really be explosive 
and we'll see where that goes. Hollywood Brown seems to be taking steps forward each week. He's had a few really good games in a row now. Is this about what you guys expected? Because he's coming in on a new team, but he already had that chemistry with Kyler. Yeah, he has the chemistry. It's still um, early. I mean, you still like to get him out there more and, and practice together more and play more. And, and I think he'll feel more comfortable in the system and you'll see even more positive results. But um, a guy who continues to show up, he loves to play, wants to be on the field on every snap. And you definitely appreciate that. So I'm not asking for a great clip. I'm not asking for that. But when you watch Kyler, you watch him on tape, it seems like he is struggling a little bit early on in games. Is it just him? What do you make of this? Because he seems to get better as the game goes on. Why do you think that is, Cliff? Yeah, I think I think it's all of us. I think it's collective. Like I said, um, I've never been a part of uh, a team at any level where it's first five games. It's just you're three and out and can't score in the first quarter. And for whatever reason, it's just like, um, not clicking, and, and that's something we all have to, to work harder at and get better at. So I, I don't think it just falls on him. I think it's play calling, scheme, execution by all 11 guys. It's just a thing we got to get over. Everybody's waiting for DeAndre Hopkins to come back, and, and you're at a point where you may very well be 3-3 three and three when he does come back. But you know, from your perspective, what specifically is it about him that all of a sudden could open the offense back up? Yeah, I mean, he's one of the most dynamic playmakers in the league and has been um, for a long time. Um, that's you pay a guy that's having money, you have a true number one wideout. I mean, that, that's a big part of your offense. You can look at these teams when they lose their number one guy, how it goes. And um, teams have to know where he's at at all times. We've really got some good complimentary pieces now that we feel like we can do some good things around him. And um, when he's been on the field for the Cardinals, we've been really good on offense. So I'm hoping that continues. How is the health of the team right now, Clev? Uh, better than, than um, it's been. I think we, we got some of those guys coming back. Hopefully Cody Ford will get back. Hamilton um, will play more and more. Got to get Trayvon back out there in the secondary. And, and then hopefully Rod's, Rodney Hudson and, and Prater can, can come back here soon. But uh, the back situation is, is tough. Never seen three running backs go out in one game. Yeah. So that's something we got to address. But uh, other than that, I think guys are, are doing pretty well. You know, sticking with the running backs, I know we, we talked to you about Eno Benjamin a lot, but he keeps doing new stuff. I mean, just what, what, what does he bring your team? Not just on the field, but mentality-wise. Yeah, he's, he's um, continued to, to just impress and, and improve and um can't say enough good things about what he did yesterday. I mean, he's cramping up the whole second half. Everybody else is hurt, so he knows he has to go. So he's out there barely able to walk and, and finds a way to get in the end zone and make some big plays. And, and uh, just his teammates have, have really been proud of how he's grown over the last couple of years and, and then the effort he's, he's shown on Sundays. How big of a loss is it for Antoine Wesley? It's big. I mean, there was definitely a comfort level there with, with Kyler and him. And he, he's a great uh, deep ball, t- high point type receiver that um, was, was a real red zone weapon for us so that that was tough he not afraid to do the dirty work in there either and and uh just really unfortunate that that he got injured again i know you probably haven't got to jump into it yet but seattle obviously looks a lot different this year than they have for the last decade yeah they do um really impressed with geno smith i mean to have the opportunity he has and and the way he's playing is is uh it's cool to see as, as a guy who bounced around some different teams and um you know pete always has them ready to go i think they get they get some young players on, on defense that are ascending and getting better and uh, it's a wide open division they're, they're right there with everybody else and scoring a bunch of points right now do you know if pete is still playing cover three do you, do you, do you have any idea about that cliff yeah he, he will definitely be in some cover three um he, he likes that but it's just um 
whatever pieces he gets in there, they play hard. They, they have great energy, and um, he's one of the best to ever do it. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Good luck in Seattle. Thank you all. Thank right. you. That's Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury joining us right there as he does every Big Red Monday. And, yeah, now here we are where you're going to Seattle here to finally put an end to this uh, this run without DeAndre Hopkins. But we'll fight. It, it, even just talking there, it, I do find it ironic that we're all sitting here thinking, okay, well, you know, just go out there and win. The next game's a road game. That's great. You know, get, get back on track. It's a trip to Seattle. I mean, it's a coin flip. <laughs> Every time Seattle comes here or the Cardinals go there, it's a coin flip. Yeah. All right, we come back. We'll uh, we'll wrap up the show. We'll react to what Cliff just said right there. And, of course, the news that Antoine Wesley is now done for the year. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Love you, bro. Love you. Love you. Let's be the best. Let's be the best. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, final segment of the show. We got a few minutes here to react to what we just heard from Cliff Kingsbury there, Wolf. Um, I will tell you, I guess to start it off this way, and, and he didn't just say this here, but this just seems to be the general feeling, and maybe there's some truth to it, but I'm nervous at the idea of everything just instantly flips when DeAndre Hopkins comes back. I know. It, it might do it because it did flip the other way last year when he got hurt. Yeah. But I'm I'm just very nervous at the idea of some guy's going to come back and all of a sudden everything is going to click. And to be fair to Cliff, he didn't just say that, but he did point out, you pay that guy a lot of money, he's a true number one, you expect you expect some things to change. I'm a little nervous, like I said, if it, if it were Patrick Mahomes, if it were Tom Brady, if it's a quarterback, that's one thing. If you're playing with your backup quarterback... And, hey, we're getting our starting quarterback back. Right. But you're talking about a receiver who is one of the best when he's out there, but he hasn't been out there in a while. You know what's so interesting about it? This is just me, and it doesn't make me right based on onions, but it makes it mine. And my opinion on this is the fact that, man, you get DeAndre Hopkins back, and you've got Hollywood Brown over the top, and now all of a sudden you're going to have a lot of teams vicing your outside receivers, okay, where they they double two guys, which frees up guys inside. I think it's Zach Ertz. Oh my goodness. Zach Ertz on the inside in the middle of the field. If in fact teams want to do that, if they want to bracket your two outside receivers with Hollywood on one side and D-Hop on the other, that's going to be a problem. See, I love that. I love that that is the case. The problem is if it's all you do, now all of a sudden... You're just not nearly as flexible as you need to be in order to be whatever you need to be to beat your opponent, if you know what I mean. you got to be able to do it all. You know me. I want to see them be able to do it all and run the ball as well. But... I, I'm I'm afraid that they're not going to do that. They're only going to throw the ball more when D Hop actually gets back in that lineup. Yeah, I mean, even last year when they were really succeeding, they they were running some. But uh, you know, if DeAndre Hopkins comes out and looks great his first couple games, it does seem like they're just going to be enticed to be like, "See, this solves everything." And and look, I hope it does, and maybe it does. They were they were seven and zero last year, and he was a huge part of that. And and you know, as we said last year, as that was happening. And you just sort of alluded to it right there. It's not just, hey, DeAndre Hopkins can come out and have 11 catches for 120 yards. It's He's going to take so much attention that these other guys are going to be open. I, I, I get it. As long as he stays on the field, he was never hurt before he got to Arizona. But remember, he was hurt last year before the suspension. Yeah. I just I hope we're not all putting all our eggs in the, well, DeAndre Hopkins will come back and save everything basket. Right. Now, 
you know, we saw it with Philadelphia yesterday. They are running this offense, and they have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith right yeah. now, and that's nice. It's pretty good. The Cardinals, in theory, will have DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown. That'll be pretty nice, too. So, and Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz. And, I mean, and Philly has Dallas Goddard. So it should get better, <laughs> but it's just yesterday was a missed opportunity. There's just no way around it. And that's why, you know, after talking about it for four hours, I feel better. I, I do feel better. It's like Cardinals better. therapy on a Big Red Monday. <laughs> I do feel better, but when the show started, I, I was angry. I, I really was, and I was angry for a lot of different reasons. Um, the Arizona Cardinals missed an opportunity, missed an opportunity to change the narrative of this team going forward, missed an opportunity to win a game and be 3-2 and two, as opposed to 2-3 and three. in the NFC West. And right now, listen, the NFC West, when you talk about all the divisions in football that is wide open, I'd look at the NFC West first. And the reason why I say that is not just because every team in the division's got two or three losses. Not just because of that, but also because of how competitive I think the NFC West is. Where any team could basically beat the other team and knock them off. And because of that, um, I think they missed an opportunity to somehow, some way, be three and two. After five games of no DeAndre Hopkins, and that is what got me jacked up. That and the fact that Kyler Murray brought his team back for the third time in five games. Something we didn't see in the first three years. We didn't see a lot of that, where he brought his team back and actually won a game. We could have seen it again. Brought his team back, tied it up, and then all of a sudden you're down 20-17. to 17, Minute 45, brought his team back again. And we missed a field goal. And that just, you know, again, a missed opportunity. And that sucks, Butter. Well, it does, because there haven't been a lot of positives for this team since about December of last year. And so it feels like after a game like yesterday... You're not cashing in on the positives you do have, and that's that's tough when when you're not getting a lot of positives. Look, if you're cruising along and you're six and zero and you lose a game, and oh, we should have had that game. We should be seven and zero. We're six and one. Okay, and you you would hope you'll just recover next week and make up for it. When it has been a struggle to move the ball offensively, and you seem to be going horizontal more than vertical offensively, and the defense got run right off the field in week one. Anytime anything's going right, you want to convert it into a win because you're right, Wolf. The defense played well yesterday. Zach Allen continues to improve, and Kyler Murray did bring his team back. But in three weeks, all anybody's going to remember is lost. Yeah, because that's right. all that matters. No, you're and you're right. It it will, and yet at the same time, um, you get frustrated, and you get frustrated because this offense is not evolving as well, and there's no way it's going to. This is the offense that it's going to be. Well, we saw yesterday from both these teams, mm-hmm. the Eagles, of course, and the Cardinals. This is the offense, and I thought over a six-game sample size, I thought the Arizona Cardinals would definitely do that. I've talked to Cliff about this before in the past. He's already answered the question. You know, multiple it's not, times. It's not going to be a situation where they're going to continue to do that. They're not going to do that under center. He just looks at me and smiles and starts laughing. No, we've gotten the answer on this show. You've asked him not, flat out. They're not going to do it. And um, I think that's a missed opportunity as well. I do. That's like a future missed opportunity. It's, just, it's a situation where, again, you need to be capable of 
doing, or being whatever you need to be in order to beat your opponent. This is Bill Belichick. This is his philosophy. And and I know it because I sat in meetings and listened to him say it. That we want to be as varied and multiple as we possibly can. We want football players that are, are, are well-rounded. Football players that know how to motivate themselves. Football players that are intelligent and can, under any circumstances, even right in the middle of a game, change whatever we've practiced all week long. Change it in the middle of a game and get it and understand it and be able to regurgitate it in the middle of a game. A guy that's capable of being physical, a guy that has enough athletic ability. They're looking for players that are multiple, players that are variables. We can say all these things. The biggest the biggest area they have to clean up first. I think this is even more than oh, you gotta win games at home, because I think you you need to do this to win games at home or on the road, Wolf, is you have to score in the first quarter. I know. I mean this is the it's mind boggling that we are now midway through October and they don't have a point in the first quarter. And they could have had a field goal last week and they passed on it to go for it. But even if they had a field goal through the first five games in the first quarter, that wouldn't be enough. Like yes. they gotta get that fixed now. I mean, in fact, I said that three weeks ago. They had to get it fixed now. They have to, they got to figure out whatever that is. Or at best, we're going to be talking about close losses to good teams. It's like a, it's like a team trying to get into March Madness and they have quality losses. At a certain point, that doesn't, uh, doesn't mean anything. All right. That's going to do it for us out here. Thanks to uh, Paul Calvisi for joining us. Thanks to Cliff Kingsbury for joining us as he does uh, every week out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center as well. Thanks to Aaron Maloney behind the glass, Lauren Koval, and Jesse Morrison back at the studios. For Wolf, I'm Luke. We've got Burns and Gambo next right here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.